makes me laugh every day and leaves me in disarray. Mm. Mm. And she's the hottie born in Iowa. And no, she doesn't want to come to your Tupperware party, Brenda. <laughs> Welcome to Welcome. Life Well Spent with Garrett and Amber. Who are you? I'm Amber. I'm Garrett. I'm Amber. I'm Garrett. Ace is getting pets. Gilly's outside. So, first things first. Very important. Important news, guys. Yep. Our son is with his Nana and Papa. Mm-hmm. So we are not going to have a kid break. No kid breaks. So I'm sorry, everybody who wants to get... I know you look forward to those yeah, every week. You got that bottle of whiskey hidden away in your desk, and you're just waiting for a kid break to bust it out real quick, but no kid breaks. But potentially, in place of a kid break, could be a dumb hound break. <laughs> our uh, our hound, Gilly, is being kind of a nuisance today, so we'll or, see. Or a whining break from any yeah, of the dogs, yeah. really. Yeah, I'm hard on Gilly. She's a sweetheart. I love her to death. She's just, <laughs> she's uh, she's kind of on one right now. Yep. So. A little vocal. Yes. So how are you doing, wife? I'm good, honey. I'm glad to be back home from Arizona. Mm-hmm. Just got done mm-hmm. surprising my um, my sister, who is just below me in Arizona. She lives there with her boyfriend and two Sorry, you kids. said just below me? Right. In so age. So like in age. Got it. Yep. I didn't, it took me a second. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, she's so below. She's so. She's, so she's below beneath me. you. Come you know. <laughs> no, my mom and my other sister went out, flew out there, and surprised her on Wednesday, which was awesome. There were lots of tears. She couldn't believe it. Uh, and then you came and picked us up today. So yeah. here we are. Yeah, and I mean, I, I saw the video. You could tell it. It meant the world to her that you mm-hmm. guys visited, and these are obviously not easy times. To, that we're in to, to travel, mm-hmm. uh, especially flights. Um, of course you guys took every precaution and just like it, I think it, uh, just, just from talking to you throughout the past few days and seeing the videos, it was important. And, oh, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm so happy you got to go out there, but, uh, but I missed you. Oh, I miss you too, I sweetie. Ya. And our son, our son's been, uh, in, uh, out of town with the grandparents for a few days, so I've been by my lonesome. And it's been weird and quiet. Just you and the two dogs and two oh, cats. It's been weird, <laughs> weird stuff. I've just been like walking a room to room, being like, "What? What do you what do now?" <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So I'm glad that I have purpose again because you are back, and I missed you dearly. I miss you too. I'm glad yeah. to be back. Yeah, but it was a fun time. Good. good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. uh as far as stuff we've been into, of course, you've been in Arizona mm-hmm. most of the week, so you didn't, you know, you've been kind of busy with family time. Right. Um, I guess, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Uh, things that we were into? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, mine's pretty quick. I mean, go the only it. thing I really had time to was just watching uh, The Great Gatsby with Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. again uh, earlier Toby. in the week. Yeah, and Tobey oh. Maguire. Yep, Spy- OG Spider-Man. Yep. <laughs> Not OG. There was like a movie in the 60s, but right, right, as right, far right. as our lifetime, OG Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh AC. AC. Oh, my gosh. All right, guys, take a drink. That's a wine. <laughs> That's an AC wine. Uh, but no, yeah, that was uh, that was fun to rewatch. I really just really dig their um, the overall storyline and the costumes. Yeah. And yeah, everyone did a great job in that yeah. movie, but. It's always a fun one to rewatch. Yeah, and just to be clear, Ace is getting pets. He's not like getting abused or anything. He just 
I think just he's just a, whiny old baby. Yeah, I think he's just excited to have you back, so he's demanding quite a bit of attention and you're giving it to him, but he's just he's being a goofball. Um yeah. I feel like that movie got kind of a lot of flack when it first came out for just Did it? maybe style over substance. I mm. I don't remember exactly and I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. I saw a little scene here or there. I will say it's that's one of my favorite books that I read in college. Really? Yeah. It's I think the themes of the book are probably the most surface level and easy to grasp when you read it or when you watch the movie. Like just the whole idea of, you know, the Roaring Twenties uh, and the disillusionment with the American dream. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know, just the the characters, the way the story plays out. It really, it really speaks clearly without beating you over the head with the themes. Mm-hmm. Um, I it's need a to... really pretty picture though. Mm-hmm. too yeah and uh, yeah yeah I, I highly recommend the book i like i do need to read the book that's not you know anybody oh the book's better and i'm I'm not even saying the book's better i just think the book is a very it's fantastic it's not a long read mm-hmm. um but it's it's just extremely interesting mm-hmm. um and the movies i thought the movie was pretty fun I don't know. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to crap on it because honestly, I think it's it's pretty watchable. It's yeah. like, yeah, um, I I dig it. So yeah. I'm I'm glad you got to watch it again. I sh- I should dig back into it. I mean, I think it's dumb that Leonardo DiCaprio had to like lose thirty pounds and get mauled by a CGI bear to win an Academy Award. Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know a ton about the Academy, but I was just thinking about. Oh, oh, we got a hound break, y'all. Hound break. Hound break. Be right back. And we're back. Amber's got the hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. We're moving forward. So really quick, I want to bitch about the uh, Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, Tony Collette. Like, we watched uh, Hereditary this uh, Halloween, which we'd seen before. And everybody talks about, like, that should have been... Tony Collette should have won an Academy Award for that role. Oh, yeah. But you know how she's going to win an Academy Award? How? It's either going to be some stuffy period piece set in England about mm. the royal family, or she's going to lose 30 pounds and play a cancer survivor. Mm. I, I, I don't get it. Like, it's it's almost like Academy Awards aren't necessarily about the roles, but like the the crazy shit actors put their bodies through. Yeah. Like, if you, you know, like... If you lose 30 pounds, if you lose a ton of weight, or if you put on a ton of weight, they're like, ooh. Like, what sacrifices pretty, yeah. are you willing to do to Yeah, I feel like, this role. yeah, for, for a great role in a great film, you know, they'll, they'll like, you'll get a nomination, but you won't win. But, ooh, if you do some weird stuff to your body, mm-hmm. hell yeah, you're getting it. So, yeah. Um, and our, I, that was the first shit of the episode. Uh, we got a nice message from one of our friends that he listens to it on the way to work with his daughter. So mm-hmm. just want to say hey to hey to Ramey. Hey, Addie. Hey, Emmett. Hey, Emmett. Hey, Addie. Addie, get your, get your finger out of Ray's face. Get your finger out of Ray's face. <laughs> you cutie. <laughs> Stop being so wily. <laughs> um, so, oh, you know what? I'll quickly go into what I've been into. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, what I've... So I haven't watched the newest episode of Mandalorian yet because I wanted to wait for you. 
Oh, that's thoughtful. Because I love you. Oh, I love you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I I thought earlier about what I was going to talk about, and now I'm totally blanking. Um, was oh, it any games? No, I know. Uh, I, I I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, could, I could talk about I really love video games. I could talk about it every episode. Oh, we got a sneaky cat, guys. Oh, oh. oh he smells terrible. <laughs> Corbin, Corbin Dallas. Dallas. You guys. Oh, my gosh. Oh, These boy. animals. Oh, no. No. <laughs> they really should just have their own podcast oh. by now. This is ridiculous. That was terrible. Guys, it's bad. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying. I'm going to try and get through this. Get so... your Academy Award, honey. You're putting your body through some stank. <laughs> smelling nasty cat farts. <laughs> so a while ago, I subscribed to Marvel Unlimited, and then we just thought, oh, we'll cancel it. Um, God, maybe a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And just recently, I got... I, I re up back into Marvel Unlimited. Like there's a there's an annual subscription you can do. And oh man. Oh man. It's so good. It's so fun to just look through the unlimited catalog. Mm-hmm. It's not unlimited. Like there's not every single comic book is on there, but they've got such an incredible uh, like library. Rave. Yeah. Oh. And I was worried when I was subscribing to it. I'm like, well, I don't have like an iPad or something. Is it really going to be worth it? It's mm-hmm. totally worth it. Like if I'm just kind of have a couple minutes of downtime, I'll pull it up on my phone and kind of I can catch back up to where I was in a comic and, and keep reading a couple panels and then get back to what I was doing. And it works excellent on the computer. It's oh, that's just, nice. it's really nice. Uh, you don't have to go through like, like it doesn't show one page and then the next page. Mm-hmm. You can set it up where it brings up panel by panel oh, that's in nice. a very dynamic way. Mm-hmm. It is, they really, especially the newer comics, they figured out like it'll show a couple word bubbles and then it'll pan out to like the whole page. If it's a really pretty, uh, you know, double page or single page picture and it, it works so well. And there was a uh, Marvel event that came out, uh, I want to say 2015, 2018, somewhere in there, Mm -hmm. uh, called Secret Wars. And it's this uh, really cool series where, so Marvel has all these different universes. Mm -hmm. Uh, The main Marvel canon is uh, uh, 616. And then there's other ones like uh, um, Spider-Gwen. She's now known as uh, Ghost Spider, I think. Oh. She's uh so she's Gwen Stacy and in uh universe 65 she doesn't die and actually Peter Parker dies. Oh and wow. And she gets bitten by a spider and she becomes Spider-Gwen. And she's Crazy. awesome. She's so cool. I'm reading through the newest uh Spider-Gwen Go Spider series and it's a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Um but uh in the Secret Wars series basically all these universes are getting wiped out. They're like I don't remember what it's called but they're basically running into each other and these universes are being destroyed and it comes to in the very first uh, episode of the series basically uh the ultimate universe mm-hmm. there's a marvel ultimate where miles morales spider-man comes from um he was the main spider-man in uh, into Spider-Man? the spider-verse yeah okay. yeah so he's from the ultimate universe because in that universe uh peter parker dies mm-hmm. so that universe is colliding with 616 the main canon universe and somehow Doctor Doom like creates this new universe where he is the ruler, and there's like a ton of Thors that make up this uh, uh, 
uh, almost a police force and um, the thing from the Fantastic Four just gets turned into this gigantic wall surrounding the perimeter of the city. There's crazy. It's, I think it's called Battle World. It's it's a really cool, inventive idea for a big, uh, big crossover event because mm-hmm. it involves pretty much everybody. Um, and uh, it's I've I've started going back through that. The one thing that bums me out is before the first time I subscribed to it, if you went into a series like that, an event, it would show you every single comic you needed to read to get the entire scope of that event because those are crossover oh, events. So it's, it'll have like four Fantastic Four comics and mm-hmm. three Uncanny X-Men and two wow. regular X-Men and the Avengers will have a few comics in there and they'll make specific comics for that event. So there'll be like Battle World 1 through 4 and... and there's tons of comics, especially in these very large events. Right. Um, they don't have that now. Hmm. I, I looked up Secret Wars, and it just showed like the six or eight mainline comics. And I'm like, no, I really like I want to dig deep into this. Right, right. Um, luckily, there's other resources online, so I looked it up, and then I just have to basically Google that comic, and it'll eventually take me to the Marvel Unlimited page where it's available. Okay. Um, so that's kind of a pain in the ass. I'm kind of I'm bummed out about it, but whatever. That like. First world problems. Right, right. A couple Google searches, I'm game. Like, mm-hmm. and it's it's just it's so worth it. It's so cool to start digging into that series, and like I said, getting caught up on some recent series, mm-hmm. uh, especially after doing this podcast. I just thought, like, man, I I do really miss comics, mm-hmm. and I do want to continue supporting local comic book stores. We've got the nerd store uh, in the town that we live in, that is uh, really great. Tons of fantastic people work there. Um, usually I buy board games there, but I, I, I still need to get in there every once in a while and buy a trade paperback or a comic issue or something like that. I know they make a lot of money off of, uh, booster packs for like Pokemon or Magic the Gathering. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't, I don't play games like that too often anymore, you know? So right, right. If, if at the very least I can do, com- oh, do we have a dog break? Yeah. Dog break. Everybody drink. Dog break. Everybody drink. Guys, you didn't think we'd have more dog breaks than kid breaks? You must be kidding. You must be kitten yourself. We both looked at our cat there. Sorry. <laughs> That's not good podcasting. Oh, the dogs. Anywho. Yeah, the dogs missed you, so they're being they're being noisy. So, whiny babies. Let's get into our assignments for the week. Your yeah. assignment was watch at the very minimum the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yep. And then the what 2013 remake? Uh, I, I think, think 2003. I saw Oh, you know what? I think you're right. Yeah. Yep. And uh, my assignment was to watch Little Miss Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Who do you think you should go first? Uh, you went first with uh, the stuff you're doing for the week. How about I go first on sure. this stuff? Okay. If you don't mind, I'll just... I love that you just answered your own question. Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing? Just filling air. Filling the void. All right. So, <laughs> cat's being a psychopath. Um, so... I'll be honest, mm-hmm. I've seen Little Miss Sunshine before. Yeah. I was not excited to watch it again. Really? Because I remember Greg Kinnear's character mm-hmm. and how much I hated him. And I even remembered the finale, and I was still like, <sighs> like, I watched it a couple days ago, and I had a, a showing to get to, mm-hmm. like two hours ahead of time. So I was like, well, if I can at least watch 30 minutes, then I'll only have like an hour and 15 to watch after. Mm-hmm. Started watching it. 
just like, man, I hate Greg Kinnear. And I was watching it. I was like, okay. I was watching it. I ended up watching like a full hour before I had to head out to my appointment because I think I did some cleaning and stuff before I left. I came back and watched the last 30 minutes. Yeah, it's oh, it's it's just so good. It's yeah. so sweet. It's so fun. Um, I'm going to bring up the cast list real quick. Uh, I was thinking of people just giving characters nicknames, but I'm like, eh, I might as well pull it up. So if you haven't seen Little Miss Sunshine, came out in Year of Our Lord 2006, <laughs> uh, I highly recommend you watch it because – I, I don't know. It's it's just a phenomenal film. Mm-hmm. It's a ton of fun, but it's it's not. It's almost where you can just kind of turn off your brain and enjoy it. It's very colorful. Colorful. It's mm-hmm. a very pretty movie. Um, but the characters demand, I think, a lot of attention. Uh, I'll just get into it. So, the basic story of Little Miss Sunshine is. Uh, we open on these different members of this family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Olive is the youngest girl. She's played by Abigail Breslin. So cute. She, oh, she's adorable. At first I thought like, did they put this child in a fat suit? But no, she was just like a chubby little girl. Mm-hmm. And, and oh gosh, whole movie. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Abigail, you're so cute. Um, and then, uh, Greg Kinnear plays Richard, the dad. Mm-hmm. And I want to get in a little bit into him because he's the guy that I have the most complex relationship with as far as film viewer relationship. Okay. Um, I don't know him personally. Paul Dano plays Dwayne. Paul Dano, he was the kid with the big penis in Girl Next Door. If you ever saw that kind of teen coming of age film. He was also the priest in There Will Be Blood. Hmm. Um, He's great. He's he's really good in this movie too. Was he the brother? The yes, yeah, he's the okay. he's the the older brother in the movie. And uh, Alan Arkin plays the grandpa. He's in this. He's credited as grandpa, which I guess makes sense. Mm-hmm. And everybody, bow your head and Ooh, just yeah. uh, thank whatever deity or <laughs> nature, trees, whatever you believe in. Tony Collette's in this movie. She's mom, right? Constant ray of sunshine. Yes, she is the mom. <laughs> Unfortunately, she doesn't have a lot to do in this movie besides just kind of be frustrated. Mm. Like, I realize, like, her character doesn't have an arc. It's just her trying to keep the family together. Whereas gotcha. everybody else seems to have an arc. And I totally forgot Steve Carell was in this. Uncle Frank. Aww. He is Tony Collette's brother. Um, to be clear, Grandpa is... Uh, Greg Kinnear's character's dad. And then uh, Steve Carell is Tony Collette's brother. Got it. Uh, early on in the movie, Tony Collette's going to pick him up. Uh, he tried to kill himself. Mm. That's like one of the first scenes. Okay. Which that's that's something that kind of annoys me about like indie films is when they kind of force in a suicide. Mm-hmm. This one, like I like that it was the beginning of the movie. They just get past it. Like he tried to kill himself. He's going to come stay with his family for a while. Right. And then shenanigans ensue. Um, when I first saw that, I kind of got bummed because anytime like, I feel like suicide is maybe used as a plot device, I think of the Royal Tannenbaums. Did you ever I see that? I don't think I ever saw that. I tried watching it a long time ago. I need to give it another try again, but it was so quirky and like all the dialogue was not believable. All the characters were just 
they weren't realistic. They were just over the top quirky in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden Luke Wilson tries to kill himself. Huh. And I was like, okay, this is too weird. And now it got sad and I'm done. And I stopped watching it. Um, tangent. So Steve Carell is now hanging out with the family. Uh, Greg Kinnear's character, Richard, is a total dick. Uh, he's trying to sell this nine-step success program that he's created. That's right. I vaguely yeah. remember that. And he's got some guy out in like California trying to sell it to investors. Okay. So then he can take it on the road and, and sell this program. Mm-hmm. And he's totally bought into it. And so he is a condescending prick for 75% of the movie. Oh, boy. His turn to being much less of a prick came a lot earlier than I thought it did. And that's what kept me going in the movie. I thought he's a he's a jerk until the very final kind of like big scene. Mm-hmm. He he kinda he kinda he works it out earlier. Like and I was I was really happy with that. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that like he kind of gets a real bad gut check mm-hmm. um earlier in the movie. The whole movie, he's talking about, like, there's only two people in the world, winners and losers. Mm. And, you know, his nine-step program, you'll be a winner. You're not going to be a lo- And, you know, he talks about how Steve Carell's character tried to kill himself, and that's what losers do. And, you know, winners don't quit. And Oh, wow. Yeah. There's a scene where, um, so in this movie, uh, Olive, the young girl, she finds out that she won a beauty pageant that she'd originally gotten second place in. Mm-hmm. But... That girl relinquished her crown or whatever you do in beauty pageants. So all of one. So she was invited to the Little Miss Sunshine competition, pageant, whatever. Um, and there's all this stuff going on in the family. So they, they just decide, okay, we're all going to pile into a van. Mm-hmm. And we're going to drive to, I think, from New Mexico to Calif- somewhere in California. And uh, initially they were thinking, well, we'll leave uh, – Paul Dano, the older brother, home with Steve Carell. Like, Steve Carell just tried to kill himself. Like, that's not really responsible. Mm -hmm. They even have the older brother, like, bunk with Steve Carell's character. And even that, like, he's 15. There is a scene where um, Paul Dano's character asks Steve Carell's character, like, are you going to kill yourself in the middle of the night? And he goes, I wouldn't do that to you. Like, it's his nephew. Not going to kill himself in front of his nephew mm-hmm. uh, but still like they the parents don't ask that the 15 mm-hmm. year old boy has to ask like hey like do me a cell and don't don't do that don't do that yeah because oh, wow um so there's a scene you know they're doing this kind of not even cross country but it's an old vw bus you mm-hmm. know it's a pretty substantial trip and they're in this restaurant and uh olive the young girl, mm-hmm. uh, she decides they're at a diner and she decides she's going to order waffles a la mode. So with ice cream coming with it. Mm-hmm. And the dad is such uh, Ray, 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 Addy, close your ears. <laughs> Emmett, close your ears. She, he's such an asshole. Aww. He's like, you know what ice cream's made of? It's made uh, from cream from cows. And that's like the fattiest part of the milk or whatever that comes out of the cow. Um, and if you eat that fat, it can make you fat. And oh my gosh. Like, you know, those girls you watch it, you know, like the adult girls in the, uh, uh, competitions, the pageants are, are they fat? 
Oh my gosh. You're not, so, you know. What a great parent. Such, (laughs) oh, such a jerk. And, oh man, I I hate him so much. Um, But, uh, so they're making this cross-country trip. Uh, Grandpa just cusses a lot, but he's Mm -hmm. really endearing. He has a really sweet moment with uh, Greg Kinnear's character. Um, Greg Kinnear's character finds out that Basically, they're not selling his nine-step program, mm. and he's really distraught. And Grandpa comes up. He's like, hey, you know, there's a lot of people out there. They don't put themselves out there like you did, you mm-hmm. know, that don't try and do something on their own. And I count myself included in that lot. And no matter what happens, I'm really proud of you. And at first, Greg Kinnear character kind of just like, okay, Dad. But then, like, like Grandpa puts his hand on his shoulder, and he puts his hand on his dad's hand. And, and he's like, thank you. And he goes back in the bus, and I was like, "Okay, that's sweet. All right, yeah." I'm like, I totally forgot about that scene. I'm like, "Doesn't Grandpa have like a really special bond with Olive? Like, she's yeah. super supportive. He, he's training her for the competition. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, which makes it all the better. Yep. And uh, so, uh, Paul Dano's character, the older brother, he's taking a vow of silence. Um, he's kind of he's just a grumpy teenager. He's not going to speak again until he gets in the Air Force Academy because he wants to fly. He wants to be like a pilot for test yeah, jets or whatever. Right. Um, and he's reading a bunch of uh, Friedrich Nietzsche. He's a philosopher, German philosopher. Okay. Um, I don't know a ton about him. I just know that like, I feel like he's kind of the intro to being a snobby philosophy kid. Oh, really? As you read Nietzsche. Because I think he's just kind of, God is dead and... I I don't know. I don't know if he's like, there is no morality. Um, uh, Yeah. I I can't speak to Nietzsche's teachings. I just know that like, if if you were kind of growing up in your late teens, early twenties, and there was kind of the pretentious dickhead kid, he was probably going to quote Nietzsche to you. Um, So uh, that's his deal. And grandpa is of course the uh, horny, uh, swearing grandpa who's teaching all of uh, her routine. I mean, who doesn't have that grandpa, Oh, right? boy. <laughs> I, I don't. They're both dead. <laughs> and I don't think either of them at least didn't curse around me. Uh, Tony Collette, like I said, she's the mom. She's just trying to keep it together. Steve Carell, uh, he was like the, the top Rhodes Scholar, specifically related to this French author. Um, but... Uh, you find out through the course of the movie, he uh, loved this uh, grad student he had. Uh, then it turned out that the grad student didn't love him, loved mm. the second preeminent Rhodes Scholar. Um, Steve Carell was the top Rhodes Scholar. Um, but then uh, it turns out that other scholar got like this genius grant instead of Steve Carell mm. um, and found out that his previous lover is going to marry that guy. That's a bummer. So that's that's why Steve Carell decided to kill himself. Try to. Try to. Um, so he's kind of he's depressed, but he's also he's an adult, so he's not like he's not putting it on the kids or anything. He's just kind of struggling with himself, but he's also a great source of you know he's not like pontificating or trying to teach the kids or anything. He just his presence and his knowledge. Um, you know, I think helps the kids out. Uh, and also, like, he's obviously an incredibly successful man mm-hmm. that had a lot of bad stuff happen. 
and he tried to kill himself. So of course, Greg Kinnear's like, "Oh, he's a loser." Like, really, he's just obviously not a loser. Or, yeah, yeah, he just, yeah, uh, probably dealing with mental. He's just dealing with mental health issues. That's yeah. that's not winner or loser. That's humans in general. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so they are making their way, and all this funny stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Um, the van breaks down, so anytime they stop, they need to push the I van until uh, Greg so Kinnear funny. can get into third gear, and then everybody's got to run to hop in. <laughs> very cute, very fun. Um, and then he goes to hit the horn because somebody cuts him off, and then the horn just like keeps kind of coming and going and on and off. Um, but uh, they show up at a hotel uh, one night, and Grandpa uh, passes away in his sleep. Mm. He was a uh, snorting heroin. Just an old man kind of at the end of his life. Mm-hmm. So he's like, whatever, I'm going to do whatever I can to make myself comfortable. And they, uh, he gets taken to the hospital, pronounced dead. And the hospital's like, well, you know, you've got to fill out all this paperwork and got to do all this stuff. And they have to be at this Little Miss Sunshine competition at like three that same day. Oh, wow. And they're like, well, can't we just take him with? They're like, no, you can't take him with. Uh, they were in a different state, so they said like that would be taking a body across state lines. Mm-hmm. That that's not okay. Like, well, can we leave him here? Like, no, you're not gonna, you know, abandon the body here is what they say. Um, oh, and the funniest line I thought in the movie was, uh, so they're all waiting in the waiting room. Doctor comes in, and he says, uh, basically gives his condolences. He's like, I'm so sorry. He probably just passed away in his sleep. Didn't feel a thing. I know this has got to be an incredibly difficult time for you. Let me uh, let me get my grief counselor. And he kind of, like, you know, is very sweet mm-hmm. and, you know, condolences. And then he walks away. And he looks around the corner and he goes, Allison! <laughs> Just screams at this grief counselor. Oh, my gosh. It was, I did not remember that. I didn't expect it at all. It was so... <laughs> So funny. Oh, man, that was uh, incredible. And the grief counselor, like, she's she's not very nice. Mm. Um, so they decide they're going to steal Grandpa's body out of the hospital, oh my put gosh. it in the back of the van, and drive it with them to the Little Miss Sunshine competition. Um, they eventually get there, and uh, the, the brother and Steve Carell don't want her to go on because they're worried that people are going to laugh at her. Greg Kinnear doesn't want her to go on. Mm-hmm. And it's not like at this point, it's not that Greg Kinnear's like, well, she's not going to win, so she shouldn't even do it. It's just that he's looking out for his little girl because mm-hmm. he's sitting in the crowd while all these other girls are doing their talents and they're like are they all bizarrely really good. good. Yeah. And uh, we've got a cat fight happening. Cat fight. Cat fight, <laughs> y'all. No breaks for cat fights, but feel free to drink if you want. Um, so, but Tony Collette's like, no, we're going to support her. Olive is Olive, and we got to support that. And everybody's like, that's Tony Collette. Of course she's right. Right, right, right. Uh, and Olive goes up, and she starts doing a, basically a striptease. But of course, <laughs> like, she, she keeps her, she she rips off some clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very um, Demi Moore in striptease. Was that okay. the movie? I think yeah. so. Um, she's got, like, a vest and a white shirt and a, and a red tie, and she, like, rips it off, rips her pants off. Oh, my gosh. She, oh, it's so cute. But, of course, everybody's being snobbish, and um, they try to take her off the stage. But then Greg Kinnear's, like, 
don't touch my daughter. He goes up there and he's about to take her off stage. Mm-hmm. But then he just starts in dancing with her and all the family <laughs> runs up there and dances with her. And I, that's so sweet. So close to crying. It was so, so sweet, especially Aww. like that, that in and of itself, Greg Kinnear's turn in mm-hmm. that moment is so worth it because at the beginning of the movie, I just wanted to, I wanted to murder the guy. Oh. Um, and then at the end it's like, okay, you know, like it's, he's it's, got a heart yeah. after all. And it ends like right after that, basically they're at like a police station and, they said, well, you know, the pageant's not, if you, like, the pageant won't press charges if your daughter agrees to never uh, take part in a beauty pageant in California ever again. <laughs> and they said, okay. yeah, yeah, we're good with that. And it <laughs> ends. And I'm like, ah, that's so, uh, I was I was blown away by how good it was, even though this is the second time I saw it. Um, and, and speaking specifically to Greg Kinnear's character, like, He's an entrepreneur. He's starting trying to start up his own business, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know. I, I have my own business. I'm a realtor. Like right. that's I, you know, um, I work with a company, but I'm I'm kind of responsible for my own business, and I earn my own paychecks. Like nobody pays me. I kind of have to go out and do the work myself. Right. So, I feel like especially early on in real estate, you can kind of get caught up in your own hype and like. That that's what Greg Kinnear was. Is he was kind of caught up in his own hype, and he had to be so, like, oh, I can't think of the right word. Um, he just kind of brainwashed himself into so believing in his stuff because he had to, because that's what all their money was tied up in. Mm-hmm. And you know, and being the dad, and I would just like, I was worried that I might be that guy sometimes, especially <laughs> early early on in my career of just like just really rooting for yourself so hard because he got to and so I, maybe that's why i hated him so much because i'm worried that maybe sometimes i could be a little i could be a little bit of a richard especially <laughs> early on and you know there's some realtors that are very much a richard you know mm-hmm. whatever they say is gospel because mm. it's it's worked for them so it's the truth and it is the only truth um so uh, maybe that's why i was so hard on him because i worry that i can be that guy you, you felt know. a connection to him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's that uh, oh, uh, there's some there's some old saying that basically, if you see some quality in somebody that you hate, it's probably because you have that quality in yourself yep. that you don't like. So, um, so I'd encourage yourself, everybody out there, be kind to yourself. Don't be a Richard. Don't be a Richard. You know, you. I mean, you got to believe in yourself, no mm-hmm. matter what, but not at the expense of other people. Mm-hmm. So. Thank you so much for assigning that movie to me. That was so much fun. Um, I mean, absolutely a dysfunctional family, but mm-hmm. uh, the movie is really about, you know, there's there's the ideal family. There's the ideal way to live, but who the hell cares? Yeah. Like these, there's the ideal pageant participant. Mm-hmm. Olive wasn't that, but her family still rode hard for her and got up there and danced their asses off, and that's what we got to do. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, there's no right there's no wrong. There's just taking care of each other and ourselves. Yep. Loved it. Oh, I loved oh, it so awesome. much. I have no idea how long I talked about that. I feel like, oh. Not bad. All right. I ramble. I tend to ramble, but. Uh, That's fine. It's just, it's just the sweetest movie in the world. Yeah. I, I need to watch it again because yeah. it's been a long time since I've watched it. So it's nice to relive it as you were talking about it. Every time I think of that movie, I think of another movie that came out around the same time. It was called like sunshine cleaning service something like that 
God. Oh, why is that oddly familiar? I know, because I'm messing up the title, but... Huh. Uh, I think I know what you're... Mm, it's on the tip of my tongue. I know. I've never seen it, but I want to watch it. Yeah. Got great Garrett. Really helped the podcast there, talking <laughs> about a movie you kind of know the title of that you haven't even seen. I'm great at this. Hey, have faith in yourself. Honey. You're Don't right. be a Richard. Hey, you know what? Don't be I'm, a Richard. I'm being a real Richard right now. I apologize. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're being a real Tony Collette right now. Well, Thank you so you're much. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get into your assignment. So I had never watched the 1974 Chainsaw Massacre before. Um, and so obviously this is supposed to be a very f- like horror film. But because it's set in 74, it was actually had some really funny moments in there. I'm really interested to hear you talk about this because I have like... Have you watched it? Maybe once, but I've seen a lot of stuff, people talking about the behind the scenes of the making of this film, Hmm. um, which is very different from kind of your take on some stuff. Yeah. But I I don't think your, your take isn't invalid. It's just the way that cinema kind of ages. Right, exactly. Or doesn't age well. So, yeah. so keep going. Um, so, for instance, there's a lot of, like, actors sticking their tongue out at people and doing, like, the... Oh. Like, blowing every- raspberries? <laughs> oh. Everybody. Everybody's blowing raspberries. That, that was, like, them giving the finger to somebody. You know what I mean? Like, behind their back, they just, you know, blowing Weird. raspberries. Weird. So funny. I, I just... It cracked me up. Um, but, yeah, they... they so I don't know if everybody knows this this story, but basically, like both stories, kind of mimic like obviously the the night or two thousand three one. It's mimics the nineteen seventy four one. It's a, in a way. it's like a straight up remake. Yeah. Not not a shot for shot remake, but definitely a remake. Yeah, a lot of similarities in yeah. it. Um. So in the nineteen seventy four one, uh, they picked up a weird hitchhiker guy, um, mm. who. It's super weird, and you can kind of tell, like, okay, this has got to be one of the family members from Leatherface. Yeah, yeah. You know, because he's just got that. I don't I don't even remember the name of the family, but yeah. The, I don't remember either. Call them a nasty family. I don't even know if they really said it in the movie, to be honest. Hmm. Anyways. Hmm. Um, no, so he, he gets a, a ride from him, um, ends up cutting the arm of the kid in the wheelchair that so it's like five friends that are um going on this i think road trip i don't even remember where they were going if they said where they were going um yeah and i'm gonna be jumping around all over this because it's been a while since i've watched the movie because i think i watched it like on monday but anyways yeah um so they kind of freak out you know because this guy just cut his arm um they kick him out of the van and the next shot is their friend getting bandages um you know tended to of his cut and the girl in the front like she's kind of like the the hippie astrology astrologist type feel to her so instead of being concerned about her friend who just got cut by a a random ass hitchhiker Mm. she's like oh you guys do you want to hear about um franklin's horoscope and she starts going into this horoscope for franklin and we're just like was that the guy that got cut uh oh god i don't even remember now God, if it's not, that's super weird. No, I don't. I don't think it was. I think it was like the driver or something. Yeah, hitchhiker just cut remember. your friend, and and it's like she could care less, right? Boy. So I'm like, okay, that was a weird turn. These darn hippies. Um. Oh man, my notes. I should have really <laughs> looked over this before I came on here. Um. Doo-doo-doo-doo. 
I thought it was really fascinating. There was a character in a wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like in the 70s and 80s, every once in a while, there'd be a kid in a wheelchair in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. They never made it out, but you just, you rarely ever see that, especially in horror movies anymore. Yeah. Maybe and it, it was a struggle. I think there was one point in the movie where uh, one of the, the girls were trying to push him through the woods in the wheelchair. Oh. Ugh. While getting, like, chased by Leatherface. That's tough. Like, I don't know if you're really going to make it. Yeah. Uh, Spoiler, he didn't He didn't make it. But anyways. Um, no, there was a... Uh, oh, this one was a really funny part of it. So the last girl is running for her life. You know, all four of her friends are dead. She knows this. Mm-hmm. And she, she's running in the woods. And there's... I don't even know what she comes up to. But she kind of ends up running this, like, semicircle. Oh, yeah. You told me about and that. And Le- Leatherface kind of, like, does the semicircle with her. As opposed it, to just cutting, cutting her, her off. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that made me laugh because I think that was probably the time where I started laughing and you came in and you're like, is this a funny movie? Like, yeah. why are you laughing so much? Yeah. Um, yeah. So he falls. <laughs> it was just, it was shot so weird. Um, and so then shortly after she like stumbles on an, to an old convenience store with a man inside. Um, he says he's going to help her and wants to go grab the truck to come back, um, to like take her into town or something. Mm-hmm. And he comes back with a bag and a rope and she realizes he's going to try and kidnap her. So she grabs a knife that's in the convenience store. Um, to uh, wait, so she I can't even read my own notes. This is terrible. This is not handwriting, folks. This is on no, a cell this phone. No, on a cell phone. <laughs> I think I even like spoke into it, so this this will be interesting. Oh, interesting. Autocorrect. Uh, so yeah, she grabs a knife in her defense to you know try to you know defend herself. Mm-hmm. Um, he ends up grabbing a broom from the corner and starts. <laughs> Hitting her with the bristle side. Wait, she's hitting him or he's hitting her? He's hitting her. So she's got a knife in her hand. Oh, And she's okay, trying okay. to defend herself and yeah. trying to, you know. And he's whacking her with a broom like she's a little mouse. Yeah. Huh. With the broom side. Huh. And then somehow she's acting like it's like she's dying yeah. from it, right? Which, come on. Really? <laughs> um, if the mouses in the witches can survive it, she should be <laughs> she fine. She should be fine. Uh, so that I thought was hilarious. There was a time where um, he tied her up and put her in the truck, uh, went to start the truck and realizes that the light in his shop was still on and the door was still open. So he took the time to get out of his car to go turn the light off and shut the door and then comes back in. And it was just like electricity can drive a man out of business. <laughs> Wait, and that's it? That's it. What is that? What? That's got a. I don't even. You can try to find a meaning behind that, but I. It just sounded so random. Uh, it was hilarious. Like the the big theme that I've heard with this movie is it's kind of a commentary on, uh, the meat industry and how we eat meat and how animals are slaughtered, and hmm. uh, I believe it was Toby Hooper. I could be wrong. I thought that's the director's name. Um, he wanted to show like, well, what if humans were slaughtered like animals mm-hmm. you know and kind of a commentary on and you know why we should be vegetarian or whatever okay but maybe there's also a commentary on like the uh erosion of the middle class or how uh you know at that time they built interstates and how like route 66 and all these other small highways with business law on them died mm-hmm. 
maybe that's part of it because otherwise that, that makes more... no goddamn sense <laughs> it's a <laughs> it weird does. thing huh <laughs> wild um yeah i'm glad that you like kind of know the backstory because when you watch the movie you're like what is this yeah yeah this is so absolutely. weird yeah. um yeah so obviously leatherface and his hitchhiker brother have a very abusive dad um right. And basically, the dad is the guy from the convenience store. So he yep. takes her back to the house, ties her up, uh, scolds Leatherface about um, about the kids. Why did I say the kids? Anywho. Scolds Leatherface about the kids. What else do you got to know? I'm so glad you guys are listening to this. <laughs> this is not a waste of your time. You got back from traveling. It's, you know. It's been a long day. Guys, they can't all be winners. Appreciate you, have, <laughs> appreciate you being here. Um, okay, so basically, I think uh, he, he yells at you know, the brothers to go up and get grandma and grandpa from upstairs uh-huh. for dinner, right? right? right, right. Um, as he's, t- you know, keeping this girl tied up. And you, it cuts to the grandma and grandpa, and you think that they're dead because they look like they're rotting away, yeah. right? So they grab grandpa, and they bring him um, downstairs, uh, sits him her ne- him next to the girl, and they end up cutting the girl's finger and puts it in the grandpa's mouth for him to basically suck the blood off. Oh, yeah. okay. That sounds familiar. And that's... That was gross. Guys, that's nasty. That's gross. Don't, Don't do, do that. Grand, like, grandpa shouldn't even want that. That's on, that's on a lot of people, but grandpa's part of that. And that's how I realized grandpa's he was part actually of the problem. alive still. Uh-oh, because he sucked just, on it? Yeah, it was disgusting. Oh, God. Um, and Leatherface had makeup. Had put ma- he, he didn't have makeup before, and then all of a sudden he's got makeup on the face do you so i don't know if he put the makeup on or if do you think he cut the face off of one of the other female and changed companions i don't think the females had makeup oh okay Uh, yeah i don't unless he just felt to spruce things up for dinner he wanted wanted to be presentable for dinner you know yeah um and apparently dad doesn't do the the killing Right. The sons always do the killing. Oh, okay, okay. Um, it's very uneducated family, clearly. The, so this is of, the dinner scene, right? This is the dinner yeah, scene, yeah. this is a hugely uh, inspiring, or it's it's just inspired a lot of imitation, and it, it's a very well-known scene in this film. And sorry, I'll keep interrupting with dumb. Go for it, uh, yeah. Uh, but my understanding is this is just me yeah, watching my, the movie. My understanding is the filming of this movie is they had a very low budget and they were shooting. I don't know if it was in Texas, uh, but somewhere where it was hot as hell, middle of summer, mm-hmm. and in that house they didn't. There was no AC, so all that food on the table was sitting out for hours and it was spoiling Gross. and it reeked and it was hot in that home. So nasty. So the you're especially if you know about what those actors went through, it actually adds to the character's portrayal in that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so like little, you know, that, that scene I've, I've seen that scene before. And it like, when you have that context of what the actors were actually going through and they're like almost going insane because they're in this house for hours on end with rotting food. Ugh. Yeah, it's that does not sound like fun at no, all. No, that's it Gross. sounds like probably one of the worst uh sets to film on ever, besides mm-hmm. maybe the abyss. People almost died filming the abyss. Any hoozles. Oh, gosh, we'll get into that some other time. Um, but yeah, apparently, the, the grandpa used to do all the killing, so they want her him to kill the last girl. Uh, so not dad, but grandpa, grandpa, 
grandpa that sucked the finger? Yeah. Oh. He used to do all the killing, and apparently he was real good at it. How's he going to do it now? Yeah, they, they, they're, like, struggling to put, like, a mallet or something in his hand to whack the girl on the head. Like, they're presenting the girl with her head down, yeah. you know. He can't even hold the mallet, and they're still trying to, I don't know. Somehow they, yeah. they hit the girl in the head, and she sounds or looks all delirious. You but. know, I think that's a commentary on Social Security. You know, we expect <laughs> our, our elderly to just keep working until they die. Can't do that. Boy, mm. if that's not an actual interpretation, I think I just made one up that's pretty that's sound. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I'm a genius. Um, but she ends up running away. The brothers are running after her. Um, and again, because it's a 1970 movie, like the hitchhiker brother who's super awkward, uh-huh. he's like this skinny, gangly type of guy. She's like straight shot to the road, and he's kind of like running in an S formation behind her because he can't quite, you know, they don't want him to catch up to right, him quite right, yet. Right. And is it, do you think it's supposed to be like menacing? Like he could catch her if he wants, but he's kind of taunting her, playing with his food almost? Maybe. Or do you think it's just don't, don't catch up to her immediately? <laughs> no, I, there's got to be some, I guess I, I don't know. I don't know how it was shot, but that's, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it, it seemed like they kind of, at least how I looked at it was that he was just trying to like fill space, yeah. you know. I should have watched this with you. I don't you know why I didn't. I really should have. Well, and I should have watched Little Miss. Well, I couldn't have because yeah. I was in Arizona. Yeah. But anyways, um, so yeah, that was really funny. But um, so she ends up making her way to the road, and a semi comes, um, and hits and kills the hitchhiker's son. Okay. So, yay there, right? Yeah. The semi stops to help the girl, and now they're both running from Leatherface because he's obviously caught up to them. Um, But I guess the – she ends up jumping. Somehow a truck comes. Mm -hmm. She jumps in. Like a pickup truck, right? A pickup truck. She jumps in the back of the truck and is kind of like, sorry, semi guy, you just got killed by Leatherface. Oh, really? Yeah, And, and drives away, and she ends up living. And that, that was kind of the, the end of it. So she, you know, I think that's a commentary on how we don't really uh, put enough emphasis on our, our truckers and the hours they work and the anguish mm. they're put through. And we just let them get killed by a Leatherface. This movie says everything about everything about uh, our society. And I plot it for it. <laughs> how messed up some of it yeah, is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Every scene is just a, another thing that's wrong. Um, so I, I enjoyed the movie because. Yeah. You know, the 1974 version, it's just so fun to just kind of poke fun at some of the old horror uh, movies. I've, I've, I like that you yeah. kind of dive a little bit deeper into the meaning of some of those, too. It's all secondhand information, so it could all be at least second. Like, I heard from this YouTube video I watched, so I'm probably getting it all wrong. But um, I really I need to watch it again because I, I have a tough time with slasher films. Mm-hmm. I just find them kind of you know, mean for mean's sake. And I don't really, even if the characters are assholes, I more or less, I don't really want to see him die. Yeah. Um, but this one with it kind of aging the way it has, mm-hmm. I think I'd probably dig it. Yeah. You probably would. Okay. okay. Yeah. So yeah. Watch it. Yeah. And you just watched the 2003 remake. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was directed by, you know what? We've got I some information. I don't even know. We should look at the, yeah. I know it was done by Michael Bay's production company. Um, filming. Yeah, this one has a pretty epic uh, first scene. Well, maybe not the first scene. 
but you get into it, please. Okay. Um, yeah. So basically, these five friends again are going to a Skinnerd concert. Skinnerd. Uh, and I think Free they bird. just got back from Mexico. They just bought like two pounds of weed from Mexico. Uh, going to this concert, and they end up picking up a hitchhiker the day before who's, like, making out with one of their friends. And then uh, they see this girl walking down. They almost hit her walking down the street. Clearly, there's something very wrong with her. Um, so during this scene, they end up picking her up because she's keeps repeating herself, and they think that she needs to get to the hospital. Um and so they're all very concerned with her, and she realizes that they're going a certain way that she doesn't want to go. So she's freaking out, and she's like, you're going the wrong way, and I'm not going back there, and starts really going crazy. Ends up pulling a gun out of her lady parts and shoots herself in the mouth. We, we can say it. Vagina. <laughs> medical. <laughs> medical term. Well, I don't, you know, we got little ones listening on this one, and I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. Anyways. Um, Emmett, cover your ears. <laughs> gotta learn that too sometime yeah, fair enough. um but yeah so that that was a pretty epic scene there because even the shot after that happens and they're all freaking out the camera kind of pans from the kids freaking out and it kind of goes through her head like the shot i remember that shot and out the back yeah. window and i'm like holy crap that was incredible it's pretty creative it's very creative yeah. um but let's see what else um Oh, so then they end up finding somewhere to call the sheriff, and the sheriff's a really nasty guy. I mean, he basically comes to help out with the body and kind of cops a feel on the dead body. Like, yeah. Like boobs and lady parts. Let me, it's uh. Disgusting. So that actor is. Oh my God, what is his name? I'm trying to find it real quick. Sorry, Q. This is so frustrating. Who oh, are you thinking? Lee, uh, Lee Army. Lee Army, Lee Army. Oh, the sheriff. Um, yeah, so he actually starred in the sequel to the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and he played a good guy. He was like a vigilante sheriff. So they have him come back and be a member of the family and be a bad guy. I th- I think that's really cool. That's crazy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Any who's So fun. Vital information. <laughs> um. But yeah, the the boyfriend, the driver, driver boyfriend is what we'll call him. Because yeah. I can't, oh, Kemper, I think is his name, um, is like the first to go. So basically, they um, uh, go to this house. Her, er, uh, Kemper and his girlfriend go to this house to um, call the sheriff, not realizing that yeah. the quote unquote sheriff is already at the. Young Jessica Beale. Young Jessica Beale. Uh, she does a good job. Fresh faced Jessica Beale. Yep. Um, so the, the girlfriend goes in to call the sheriff and, you know, the guy who owns the house is having the boyfriend sit outside. Um, but then after a while, he comes in to look for her because she's gone for a long time and he gets hit over the head by Leatherface and gets taken away. Um, and I realize that the new movie is clearly a lot more gruesome than the 1974 one. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, we've come a long way since then, but yeah. a lot more nasty body parts and stuff. Well, and Michael Bay is producing this movie, so it's got money behind it. The mm-hmm. original did not have money behind it. So, mm-hmm. uh, in defense of the original. Right. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, super gross. Um, and so the, the girlfriend, and, you know, she ends up going back to the van and realizes that the boyfriend's not there, so her and another friend go to try and find him back at the house. So she's distracting the owner, and then her friend is, you know, sneaks in and 
uh, I think Leatherface comes out and chases them with the chainsaw. Mm. Um, the friend gets, uh, his leg gets cut off by the chainsaw. Oh, yeah. As they're running around. um, And Leatherface takes him back into the basement. Um, So she runs back to the van, freaks out, is trying to start the car. The car won't start. And then the sheriff shows up again out of the blue. And he Mm. finds a pot. And so he's thinking, like, oh, you know, you guys are smoking pot. And, you know. These darn hippies. Trying to detain him, I guess. Yeah. And then there's that messed up scene where he takes the guy back in the van. He's like, I think that your friend killed this girl. And you're covering for him. He's yeah. like, then show me exactly what happened. And so he has him sit back where the hitchhiker girl was sitting. Uh, like was into, just... into the gore and viscera. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. the same thing that yep. she was doing. Oh, it's nasty. Yeah. Um, so very cringeworthy movie. Doesn't he put the gun in his mouth too? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that because his teeth like hit the gun. Yeah. I don't like teeth on metal stuff. That's gnarly. You know, I just realized, let's put an explicit on this because I don't think that our friend should be playing this in the I honestly, I put an explicit on every episode. Hey, Don't play this for the no, kids. In defense of our friend, my son listens to a lot of podcasts with me that he probably shouldn't. He hasn't repeated any of it yet. I just realized, oh, we're talking about some really nasty stuff. Yeah, so, so. Um, but anyways. Addie, Addie, can you say viscera? <laughs> viscera. Oh, good job, Addie. Okay. Um. But yeah, so he's, you know, detaining them and he ends up taking the guy back to the house and the girls are trying to start the car and, and get away. Um, and Leatherface comes and uh, ends up like chainsawing one of the girls in half. A really cool shot too. Cause is it, isn't she wearing like a puffy coat and he yeah. chainsaws into her and all the puff flies out? Yep. You talking about this is bringing up so many memories cause this oh, came good. out like kind of our- Before we graduated. Soft, or our junior, junior year. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this was a really big film for me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and of course, like, after he gets done cutting her in half, he turns to look at the girlfriend, and she realizes that he's wearing, wearing the boyfriend's, boyfriend's face. face. Yeah. All this is flooding back to me. This is a <laughs> lot of fun for me. Um, so, terrifying, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess I didn't either. I didn't pay attention which I, I might not have. Who knows? But I didn't realize that he, he wears the faces because he has a skin disease. So it shows like oh. a profile of him taking off the old face and putting on the new one, and he doesn't have a nose. And then you learn later on, like I don't know if it's his sister or whatever in the mobile home, um, that she's like, oh, he's such a sweet boy. And, oh, you know, he had the skin disease when he was little, and it just eats away at his Interesting. face. I, I think in like, especially the earlier films, he's just kind of – deform like uh, uh, just a deformed person uh, mm. child, i don't know if deformed is the appropriate term yeah but yeah he he puts that stuff i don't think it was a i i don't think it was a fire or anything i think that's just the way he was born and he covers it up okay um, interesting yeah so i i that's fascinating they provided some more context mm-hmm. but that's also something i don't really like about remakes is they try to explain everything when you don't need to you don't need to say oh he had a skin condition Right. Just he's um, well, and I think the way that they brought it up was like you you should uh, feel sorry for him. Oh, okay. Uh, you know? Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So basically, so Pepper the hitchhiker gets chainsawed, right? So Aaron is running away. No. She... No, the hitchhiker killed herself. There was technically two hitchhikers. Oh, was there? Okay, sorry. The one that makes out with their friend at the very beginning. Forgot that there were two hitchhikers. Yeah, because she says something like, "Can you believe we only met?" 
like 24 hours ago. All right. They don't show that the film doesn't show them picking her up. It's no. Okay. Okay. She's just there. Yeah. Please continue. Yeah. Um, so, uh, let's see. So Aaron runs and she finds a mobile home to call for help. There's two women in there and a baby. Um, they end up drugging her with forcing her to drink tea. And right. she finds that they have stolen a baby from the previous family that was slaughtered yep. there. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's freaking out, yells at the lady, you know, and ends up passing out. So the family take her back to the house. Um, so the whole family is just all a little messed up. And I just, I kind of like that. <laughs> I mean, clearly. A little. Just a little. You know, they're they're a little quirky. <laughs> oh, they're a little, you know. Oh. I mean, you know, we all have yeah. our own issues, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, guys, no family's perfect. Don't be a Richard. Don't be a Richard. Don't judge Come this on. Texas Chainsaw Massacring family. You know, they're dealing with stuff. You know, you it know, doesn't. Poverty. you don't have to be perfect. You just got to find a way to love each other. <laughs> <laughs> Weird conflicting messages in this episode. That's really fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Clearly, I didn't read my notes right because I put in family is all messed up. Okay. Not a little. Not a little. Because <laughs> the next is little boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's the little boy. Who tries to help Aaron. Oh, yeah. He's so sweet. He is very sweet. Sweet and little boy. I mean, to show how messed up this is, like the grandma, the little boy is like locked outside of the house. And he's like, yeah. grandma, let me in. She's like, no, you got to sleep with the dogs because, you know, until you can basically learn to do what they do and not break yeah, the rules i spent the last two days sleeping with our dogs so pff, that's not too bad in my books <laughs> i mean it's probably a little bit better than what he dealt with in the house but i don't know we'll see i missed you a lot so oh no i, I meant the little that. boy in the movie oh yeah well yeah <laughs> um so anyways the uh let's see where am i at uh okay so the girlfriend gets thrown downstairs finds her friends uh actually has to kill one of them who's like hanging from like that meat he like asks her right yeah the blonde guy yes yeah yeah like that cut off got cut off yeah so kills one finds the other saves him uh the little boy is helping them out of the basement Uh and so leatherface realizes this and is chasing after him uh they end up getting out of the basement um and run to another weird house kind of tries to hide from him you know he ends up finding them and then uh is about to kill aaron and her friend who she saved yeah is like no i'm gonna you know try and save aaron and i think leatherface ends up like using the chainsaw between his legs Uh, oh yeah yeah he was like the stony guy right yeah 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 Yeah, i forgot about the between the legs terrible way to go um so the Aaron runs away to the slaughterhouse that's nearby, and I realized that there's actually a lot of water in this movie. There's a ton of water where it's like leaking into the basement. Okay. From, which I'm trying to figure out because it seems like it's leaking from upstairs because it's a lot of water that's in that basement. Well, I mean, granted, pipes run above your yeah, head when you're in a basement. Do you that's think it true. could have been from that? Probably. I mean, obviously, you were the set designer on this film, so <laughs> great question to ask you. That's interesting. Um, and then what was the other part? Which least? is very opposite from the 1970-whatever film, right? That was pretty arid, if I understand correctly. Like, no water anywhere. No. Besides people sweating like crazy. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, so there's a ton of water in the basement. And then he also turns on the sprinklers at the meat company when he's trying to find Aaron. 
So she's obviously all, all wet from that. And then when she gets out of the meat company, it's like pouring rain. So this is a little bit of a cynical take for me, but do you think that's just so they could get Jessica Biel in a wet T-shirt? Oh, yeah. I mean, she's okay, got like right, a, right. a white tank top Tank top, on. yeah. So, yeah. you know, I might be giving it too much credit to say, oh, it's a fun kind of reversal of the original film. It's like, no, we got Jessica Biel and Michael Bay's like, you know, oh, let's get her T-shirt wet. Yeah. I don't know how Michael Bay sounds, but I assume it's like that. <laughs> um, but she ends up like getting away from uh, Leatherface because she like cuts his arm off. Oh. Which was pretty wow. cool. Wow. Um, and then she's running to the road and she flags down a semi. Like in the first movie, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she says that they're going the wrong way. So she basically is repeating everything that the first hitchhiker said. It's just Sorry. freaking out. I just want to go home. Yeah. You're going the wrong way. Freaks out on him. Tries to grab the wheel. He stops at the gas station that they originally stopped at. Um, right. That started everything. And, um, you know, he goes inside to try and, like, ask for help from the people and some of the family members are in there with the baby yeah yeah and she realizes that the baby's in there and so she, it, like the rest of the family comes out and is trying to look for the girl and she ends up stealing the baby and hot wiring the cop car and drives away but then she ends up hitting the cop yeah and then instead of keep going she decides to reverse hit him again yeah yeah okay yeah it's all going back um so then, of course, obviously, you know, she lives and she takes the baby with her and stuff. But, uh, yeah, definitely dysfunctional family. Yeah. For sure. Quick question. Yeah. Have you ever seen uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? I did a long time ago. Yeah. Um, it was John Candy, right? No. Yeah? John Candy and uh, Steve Martin? Yeah. That's not, yep, yeah. Yep. There's a scene where they're, uh, they're accidentally going down a one-way road the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And there's another car like next to him, and they're like, "You're going the wrong way." <laughs> and Steve Martin looks over. He's like, "How do I, how do they know where we're going?" He's like, okay, and just you saying like she's telling the truck driver he's going the wrong way just made me giggle. Um, uh, can I ask you? Did you like one of those better? I mean, the 2003 one was a little bit more of a horror okay. movie. Okay. To where, you know, some points I'm like, I could fast forward through that because that's nasty or, you yeah. know. A little more graphic. Very graphic, yeah. Do you think, like, taking into account budget, do you do you see any, like, would you say there's more merit in one over the other? I mean, mm. o- often initial viewing and one you saw, like, almost a week ago. Yeah, I mean, oh, I think because... The two, 2003 one is more inner generation. Oh, got it. You know it. what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, I. Yeah. It came out in our wheelhouse. Yeah. You know, we were 17. I lean more towards that. Sure. The 1974 sure. is just like a funny, yeah. you know. As, as as much as I want to be like, oh, the 1974 one has more merit, like I've said, I, I don't know if I've ever seen it. If I have, it's once. Mm-hmm. I know I've seen the 2003 remake. Mm hmm. You know, so if I'm sitting over here being like, oh, well, the 1974 one is more interesting for this, this, and this, like, I'm I'm just kind of talking out of my ass because I haven't really seen it. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm glad you got to watch both of them. Yeah. Uh, I'm, like, I enjoyed both of them. I really need to watch the original now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm not 
there's definitely people out there that know a lot more about about horror than me. Mm-hmm. But even I, I like movies. I should I should have seen this one already. Mm-hmm. It's a blind spot in my knowledge. So uh, yeah, I appreciate you watching it and getting me excited to watch it. And it was a ton of fun to remember the stuff from the 2003 one. Mm-hmm. So Good. Yeah. so from my own selfish perspective, thank you for watching those and recapping them for me. Yeah. They're, they're both a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else reasons. you want to talk about with them or similarities, takeaways? I don't know. Uh, I mean. Mm. I'm sorry. You got you got jet lag from flying in from Arizona. I'm so sorry. This is rude <laughs> of me to ask so much. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> so, no. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I definitely enjoyed the 2003 one a little bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah, I appreciated that, you know, they have, they kept with a lot of similarities from the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think they were able to m- make it a lot more gory, obviously, and um, more horror-like. Yeah. Just, you know, step up. I really think that this would be a fun series to watch the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Years ago, um, I... We had some friends come over, and they were very kind to indulge me because I said, uh, I think for Christmas, I got the entire Planet of the Apes saga on DVD. Mm. And I said, hey, guys, how about you? I think we, it was, the idea was they would come over the night before, and we'd kind of party and drink. We were, you know, early 20s. Um, And then we'd wake up the next morning, and I'd make everybody breakfast, and we'd watch the entire Planet of the Apes saga. Do you remember that? Mm. It, It was in the house on Banyan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And a lot of people didn't make it the whole way through, which I, I totally respect. Mm-hmm. But I loved it. Just being able to see the entire saga in one sitting was so cool. Mm-hmm. I'd love to do that for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That'd there's be fun. there's like eight films. That's crazy. There's a ton. Wow. Um, so that that's pretty inspiring. Mm-hmm. Just that you got to watch them and ah, it sounds so fun. So <laughs> Uh, what have we got for next week? What assignments do we have? So we're going to talk about next week, and I am also going to set the stage for next month, December's theme. I'm excited. Yes. So next week, since I'm talking, I will What's go assignment? first. Yeah. yeah. So this is a carryover from last week. Last week I gave you the option, music or film. You chose mm-hmm. film. So this week you're getting a music assignment. Okay. I want you to listen to the entirety of... uh. Oh, my God. Fleetwood Mac's rumors. But I also want you to do research because there was a ton of. A ton of stuff went down between that band. Mm -hmm. Between recording the album, touring. um, It's fairly notorious for being kind of a messed up situation. Okay. You know, and what's a band but a family of people that you weren't born with i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. um so all right and I, I know we both really enjoy fleetwood mac so i thought this might be yeah. kind of a fun one for you so yeah awesome well i've got another uh, music one for you too this week Ooh, music um so the breakup of the clash you're spoiling me <laughs> i've already listened to uh uh podcast series that uh no dogs in space that i talked about last week they did the clash so if I've got to listen to that series again, or at least the last two episodes, and I can do some, I mean, granted, they do fantastic research on that podcast, but if I can do some more research, hell yeah. Ooh. 
Ooh, I'm excited. Oh, good. I love old punk. I don't listen to it enough, but just uh, love it. Thank good. you. Thank you. God, treat me so good. Well, you know, come back from a trip. Why not, right? <laughs> Why not? Here's your gift. No. Thank you. I think it'd be fun. And so next week we'll be, you know, doing our assignments and then we'll be giving each other the next research topics, mm-hmm. uh, which will be for December. So I've got to give you the month now so that you can kind of mm-hmm. figure out what to give me. What are you going to do? Yeah. So the topic for next month, December, year of our Lord, 2020, bum, bum, bum. that will never end is, and you got to wait for it, the kids are all right, right? kids are all right the kid right yeah so you know the like the kids are all right i I think it's a song i know there's a movie called the kids are all right so my my thought process for this this month this theme is maybe it's a movie where like the kids there's no real parental supervision um or maybe it's about kids dealing with trauma uh god anything like that just the idea of being a kid, I guess, and, and not like, not everything's okay. Okay. Yeah. I guess broadly speaking, I don't want to drive you in a certain direction or anything. Um, but I, and, you know, with, with it being kind of the Christmas season, even Hanukkah, you know, that's mm-hmm. big time for kids. So I thought kind of seeing the, looking into the other side of what it's like to be a kid mm-hmm. you know how scary it can be and uh um unsure you know you can be of yourself at that age or of the circumstances you're in all right yeah cool yeah i hopefully we won't dig into like too many like really kind of deep depressing topics <laughs> um but i mean even like kid adventure films i think it'd be great because there's very rarely parents involved and if there are like it's I, something I like about those movies is the parents are just like, okay, Tommy, you say we're going to do this. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of take a backseat because the movie necessitates that, um, you know, or TV shows, same thing. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's what I got for you. All right, cool. Think it's good? Yeah. All right. It's my first, it's my first topic. So yeah, know, I think this is going to be great. Be gentle. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I think that's a podcast. That's a wrap. Yeah, and Ace's Ace's having dreams. He's chasing rabbits. Gilly, smell, finally we've got some quiet yeah. from the animals. Yeah, just in time for us to end. Yeah. Yeah, I forget. Did we have like a? No, we still do this thing where we don't have a sign off. Do Maybe we? that's our sign off is just not having one. Yeah, hey guys, we don't have a sign off. <laughs> Bye. No. <laughs> oh yeah, but as always, um, you know, we're always looking for ratings reviews mm-hmm. uh again life well spent at yahoo.com mm-hmm. uh we follow just us on instagram yes follow us yeah and we you know what i'm gonna admit it we're not perfect we've been slacking on the instagram account yes i'll say it right here i think know? well granted i think we only started it maybe a week ago uh, didn't we week or two Regar- oh, regardless, regardless we're back. I, I kind of wanted to record a video of me doing olive's dance from uh, oh that'd be good yeah from uh, uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Little Miss Sunshine. So I might still do that if <laughs> I can try and replicate that. Love it. Yeah. So 
uh, anyways, we'll try and be a little more active on there. That's something, you know, we got to work on, but, uh, yeah, uh, as always appreciate you guys hanging out with us and listening to us, uh, for next month, the kids are all right, right? <laughs> uh, if you guys have any recommendations, we would love to Send hear them, them. love to hear them so much. Something you're passionate about, something you know nothing about, and you were just kind of curious about, and you want to hear two people try and sum it up <laughs> to the best of our abilities, we would greatly appreciate it. We mm-hmm. greatly appreciate you. We love you all. Thanks for listening. Yeah, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other, and don't be a ooh, don't be a Richard is a good a good sign off. That's nice, guys. Don't be a Richard. Don't be a Richard. All right, love you so much. Bye. Bye.